You're listening to the International Family Church Podcast. Our ministry philosophy can be summed up in one statement. It's not about building a great church. It's about building a great people. If you're in the greater Boston area and are wanting to grow in your walk with God, please visit intlfamilychurch.com for more information about our service times. We're excited about all that's coming in the new year, and one of our favorite seasons of the year is right around the corner. Our annual 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting starts Monday, January 7th, and will continue through Vision Sunday on January 27th. During these 21 days, we'll have one-hour prayer services every day during the week at 6 a.m. and 12 p.m., and corporate prayer on Friday nights at 7.30. We are believing God to do amazing things in our lives and in our church in 2019. These 21 days are important for laying a solid foundation for the year ahead by putting God first and trusting Him. These prayer services are for anyone wanting to grow closer to God and to cultivate a lifestyle of prayer. We've created a prayer devotional written by our pastors and leaders that have specific prayer targets for each of the 21 days. They'll be available to take home Sunday, January 6th. You'll also be able to follow along with the same devotional online. More details about prayer and fasting and our goals for the 21 days will be available at intlfamilychurch.com. Now here's today's message. Father, we're so grateful for the Christmas story. It's our desire today that the Christmas story will not be this ho-hum, familiar, yeah, heard that before. I pray, Father God, that we discover the power in the story. We discover the love in the story. We discover the plan in the story. That we discover your will for each person in this room today, each person watching online, that we will understand the story of this amazing love. We're here this morning to come and see and come and know and be reminded of how this amazing story affects every part of our lives, how this amazing story affects us here on earth and throughout eternity. So thank you for a fresh approach, fresh eyes today, fresh focus today, a fresh desire to know and understand today so we can be impacted. And then today and our tomorrows will never ever again be the same because of this amazing story of love. We bless you. We so carefully give you all the honor and all the glory and praise. We thank you that your word today falls on good ground, producing much fruit for your honor and for your glory. We will leave this room very different than the way we walked in for your honor and for your glory. All of God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Come on, give God praise this morning. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. God bless you. Welcome again to International Family Church. I want to add my welcome and my Merry Christmas to each one of you today. So Merry Christmas to you. Uh, My name is Jonathan Del Turco. I'm the lead pastor of International Family Church. I'm married to that good-looking woman that was just up here a little while ago. And we're so glad you're with us. It means a lot that you'd be with us with your family and friends. Saw so many new faces in our first service and looking around, seeing a lot of familiar faces, a lot of brand new faces. So, so very glad you're all here today. God bless you. We're believing that that God's word today, along with what we've just worshiped and sang today, will impact your life forever um, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, today we want to continue. This is our last part in our series, Love Has a Name. You know, in the, the start, starting this series several weeks ago, uh, we determined in our hearts 
that we wanted to address several important things that were going on in people's lives. And so in my estimation, in my interaction with people, in so many situations going on in people's lives, that we find a lot of hopelessness. A lot of hopelessness going on in people's lives. They're not sure what's the next step. They're not sure if they'll ever get out of this down cycle, if they'll ever get their marriage restored or see victory and get out of debt and get their lives in order. So part one was the power of hope. We talked about three kinds of hope, and, and we set it on the most important kind of hope that the Bible talks about is certain hope. And uh, last week we talked about uh, addressing all the conflict, addressing the, the worry and the anxiety and, and the trouble in people's families. We talked about the power of peace, and we're grateful for the Prince of Peace, Amen. So I want to encourage you to go online, intlfamilychurch.com. Go to the media section. All of our messages are archived. They'll be worthy of your going over again, not just for this holiday season, but every day uh, of the year. And today I want to talk to you about the power of good news. The power of good news. Why is it that Christmas, this holiday, is the most celebrated holiday on the planet? Why is it that billions of people will take off work, go to a church service, right? Gather together with family and friends and celebrations, right? And celebrate and be together on this particular season. It's amazing to me. The answer is really found in Luke chapter 2. Here in Luke chapter 2, Jesus Christ is born and the shepherds are together and the shepherds are uh, tending to their sheep in the fields. Angel of the Lord comes and gives them a greeting and gives them the greatest news to mankind. We pick it up in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. It says this, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Good news of great joy. So from this angelic announcement, we begin to discover why Christmas is such a big deal. We begin to discover why Christmas is something worthy of our celebration to impact us every time during this year, which then carries itself out and empowers us for the rest of the year and as we begin soon, a brand new year. That last statement is very important to what I want to key on today. It said what? I will bring good news of great joy that will be for all people. That's good news today. Yeah. Will you say that with me? I bring good news of great joy that will be for all people. Amen. In the world, it seems like all we hear lately is bad news, right? It's at an all-time high. Bad news, bad news, bad news everywhere you turn. Bad news on the, on the news media outlets and bad news in what you read and bad news when you're talking around the water cooler at work. And it just seems like we've been inundated with such bad news. Many people getting bad news with regard to family and health and, and children and, and, and marriages and so forth. Man, it just seems like bad news all around us. I don't know about you, but I like good news. Yes. Anybody here like good news? Yes. 
Something about good news. Something about good news that stirs the soul and injects life into your heart. Something about good news that makes you happy and, and full of joy. Something about good news that makes you and helps you adjust your attitudes and helps you put a spring in your step when you hear good news. Man, we need more good news. Well, thank God for the gospel because the gospel means good news. Man, we need a dose of good news today. Amen. And what I love about this is, notice this good news. I bring good news of great joy that will be for who? All people. All people. All people. Amen. Thank God it doesn't matter your age, it doesn't matter your sex, it doesn't matter your culture, your ethnicity. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, whether you have a good reputation, a bad reputation. It doesn't matter if you are a drama king or a drama queen, right? It doesn't matter if you're a cynic or a glass half full or kind of person, right? It doesn't matter about any of that because the good news today is, and it brings us great joy, is for all people. Say all people. Nudge your neighbors, that means you too. All people, it's for you and me. So here at Christmas, we're supposed to be rejoicing and celebrating this good news. But many of us are so busy planning, we're so busy buying presents, so busy wrapping presents. Some of you are going to be pulling an all-nighter here soon, right? Making sure you wrap all these presents. I know, like our house sometimes, wrapping and planning and cooking and getting all the menus straight and the lists straight and who, who said they're not coming now, who said there's four more coming, right? Where are we going to put everybody? So, so we're supposed to be celebrating and we're so busy planning our events or sometimes there's so many people during the Christmas season that it's so painful that it stirs up so many painful memories. All we want to do is just get through it. Yeah. I want to get through it with the least amount of drama as possible. I want to get through it with the least amount of pain and hurt and suffering. And I don't, I don't want this to last very long. We're not looking forward to so much of what we're dealing with. In either case, we miss the good news of great joy of what this season is all about. So very quickly this morning, why is Christmas such good news? Well, if good news is so important and really makes our lives that much better and focuses us on what really matters, then we need to understand what is this good news that brings great joy to all people. Want to find out? The good news of Christmas, number one, the good news of Christmas is God loves us. God loves us. Please, right away, don't get familiar with that. We say it all the time. God loves you. I love you. Right? We love puppies. We love all kinds of things. And, and if we're not careful, man, this term doesn't, it, it becomes familiar. Right? It's white noise. It's like, okay, yeah. Um, but we need to understand the depth of what this is. I want you to be reminded of the importance of God loves you. Hear what he does. He loves you, and he cares so deeply about you. And aren't you glad his love is not based on your performance? It's not based on your behavior. It's not based on whether you're having a good season or a bad season in your life. And the most famous verse in the Bible, man, it just reminds us. We're so grateful for this verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He didn't have 10 or 11. He only had one. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's good news. God so loved the world. That's why he sent Jesus. Amen. He was sent on a mission of love. Jesus came as the ultimate love gift from God. Christmas is saying to you, from God, I love you. 
I love you. And the Bible says God is love. Think about it this way. God created the whole universe so he could create the planets, so he could create earth, so he could create the human race, so he could create you, so he could love you. Wow. God went through all the trouble of creating this massive universe, right, and created this small planet in comparison to the universe called Earth, put human beings on this Earth so that you could be the object of his love. That's amazing to me. That really is amazing to me. That's good news. And the reason why you're alive on planet Earth today is because you are the object of his love. God made you to love you. He didn't make you to give you a hard time. He didn't make you so you have all these rules and hoops to go through. He didn't make you to, to, to be religious. He didn't make you to, you know, line up and, and be a certain way. God didn't make you to make your life more difficult. Absolutely not. It's, it, it's the reason why your heart is beating right now. It's the reason why you're about to take the next breath. Why? Because you are the object of his love. God made you to love you. Amen. And he loves you on your good days, and he loves you on your bad days. He loves you when you feel it, and he loves you when you don't feel it. He loves you when you think you deserve it, and he loves you when you think you don't deserve it. Amen. God loves you, and he makes it clear that his, uh, his love for you is his very focus. It's his main reason, because he loves you, and that's good news. Amen. When he sent Jesus Christ on earth, um, and thank God he didn't remain a baby. We would love to keep him as that cute baby. We love smelling. Oh, they smell so good right after a bath. And, and we just love how cute we all think babies are cute. But the good news is he didn't stay a baby. He grew up to be this man's man. Amen. Stretched out his arms on the cross and died for the sins of mankind. And he was saying at this point, I love you this much. This much. He said, I love you so much, I'd rather die than live without you. You will never fully comprehend the love of God. It's, it's impossible for you to get the depth of God's love. It's impossible for us human beings to understand and comprehend the depth of his love and the breadth of his love and the vastness of his love. It's like trying to teach, the, teach an ant the internet. Come on. Can't be done, Right? And we cannot fathom only in parts and only as we allow him to love us and we love him back does this love relationship blossom and grow. And many of us are just getting started. Many of us haven't started at all understanding the, the, the importance and the power of God's love. So why is Christmas such good news? Well, the second thing that you need to understand about why it's such good news is God is for us. Say God is for me. I know some of you said it because I asked you to, and you don't really know that that's true. Is he really for me? Absolutely, it is good news. Without a doubt, God is for you. Listen to these verses that Jesus explains why he came to earth. Amen. John 18 says, I was born for this purpose. I came to bring truth to the world. John 10, 10, Jesus says, I came to give life, life in all its fullness. Jesus was on to say in John 12, I came to save the world, not to judge it. That's good news. Truth, forgiveness, life. 
Amen. That's God's Christmas gift to you. Jesus said it like this. When you know the truth, the truth that you know will set you free. He sets you free to really live the life that God meant you to live. And what's the truth? The truth is you matter to God. Bottom line, you matter to God. You really do. You matter to God so much that God left his perfect home in heaven, came to earth as a baby, and grew up and lived a perfect life, died on the cross for your sins, amen, and mine, and was resurrected from the dead. He's not, a, he's not dead. He's alive. And he wants to live inside of your heart today. Come to me, he's saying. Let me help you straight out all the craziness in your life. I remember distinctly a conversation I had years ago. It never has never left me. A person, a, a man I was talking to on one of my trips uh, uh, asked me what I do, and I told him, so the, the subject of religion and the subject of God and church and church people, and you can tell he was hurt and something wasn't going right, and, 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 and he was definitely a bitter man. And he just blurted out in the middle of our conversation, he said, you know what? I don't even believe in God. And without a shadow of a doubt, without, without even thinking, I blurted out of my spirit, came out of my spirit, man. He said, I said, it's too bad because he believes in you. See, whether you believe in him or not doesn't make a difference. He believes in you. He's for you. He's for you, and he wants to be with you, and he wants to understand, and he wants you to get the, the aspect of, of his love for you and his great big plan for you. Jesus said, I've come to give you life, and most people, you know, get up on a Monday morning, and, and they'll get up on a typical day, go off to work, and work hard, and watch TV, go to bed, next day do the same thing, the next do the same thing, and you'll hear him say, man, I'm really living. You're not really living. You're just existing. In fact, you don't really know what life is all about to understand why God put you on this earth. He puts you on this earth not just to work and work and work, but to have a relationship with you. Amen. The creator has, who made you wants a relationship with you. I came to give your life purpose, he says. I came to give your life meaning and significance. I came, not to, I came to save you, not to judge you. That's why the shepherds heard, behold, a savior is born in Bethlehem. Amen. I read this Christmas card a while back and still have it. It says this, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need on earth had been technology, God would have sent a programmer. If our greatest need was money, God would have sent an accountant. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, so God sent us a Savior. Isn't that good news today? God sent us a Savior. That's God's Christmas gift to you. And here's the point. The point is Jesus Christ can't save you until you stop trying to save yourself. This is a gift. You'll never earn it. You'll never deserve it. A lot of people have been brought up in this mindset that I've got to do something to earn something. I, I, I haven't lived the best life, and now I need to make up for it. I, I've made poor choices, and I lived my life in a way that hurt so many people and, 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 and family, and on and on it goes. And so I need to be a good person, and I need to be honest, and I, I need to have some integrity, and I need to do this, and I need to help my neighbors, and I need to give to the poor, and I need to march for AIDS, and I need to go to this concert and this thing, and, and so on and so forth. And all those 
those things, they're not necessarily bad. Let me tell you something. None of that will earn you salvation. None of that will earn you right standing with God. When you finally say, I'm done trying to save myself. I'm done trying to pay my own debt. I'm done trying to do it myself. The day you realize that is the day that Jesus says, are you ready now for the truth? Are you ready for some good news? Will you let me do what I do best? Will you quit trying to save yourselves? Amen. Let me do the saving. Let me do the redeeming. I paid the debt that you could not owe. I paid the debt that you couldn't pay. That's good news today. See, love has a name, and his name is Jesus today. Amen. Thank God for that today. Praise God for his goodness. Amen. Hallelujah. Now listen very carefully. Number three, last but not least, why is this such good news for? Why is, is this Christmas season such good news that we could live on for the rest of our years together? Well, last but not least, thank God, number three, God is with us. God is with us. That's the good news of the gospel. God is with us. Oh, I love Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. It says, look. The virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Aren't you glad? See, when Jesus Christ is born, he didn't come to a select few. He didn't come to a privileged class. He didn't come for the religious people. Amen. He came for people who could care less about religion. He came for lowly shepherds. He came from each one of us. And the Bible says when Jesus was born, he wasn't born in a palace right? He, he, he was the God of the universe. You would expect maybe that would be so. He wasn't born even in a nice hotel or even a half-decent hospital. He was born in a stable. The first people that came to get to see Jesus, they were not the religious leaders. They were not royalty. They were not political figures. They, the first people invited to see Jesus, they were shepherds. When we retell the story, we make the shepherds the heroes, but back in the day, the shepherds weren't the heroes. They were the zeros. They were on the low rung of the social status, right? They did all the dirty work. They did the dirty job, right? They, they lived out in the fields, and, and, and they, they smelled like the sheep that they watched over and they tended to. And, and, and they were not the people that would be invited to all the social functions. But Jesus invited them first to come see Everyday hard-working people. Amen. Let me tell you something. God knows you're a hard-working man, a hard-working woman, a hard-working wife and mother, hard-working family. He came to good old-fashioned hard-working people. He came to those of us that, that man, we put, our, we put our best foot forward every single day. We do our best to provide. We do our best to, to live right. We do our best to work and, and, and do it like we should. But only later on did the wise men from the East come to see and bring their extravagant gifts. So from the highest in society to the lowest, they were invited. Jesus is available to all of us. Aren't you glad? John 1.14 said, So the word became human and made his home among us. Among us. Oh, among us. It's great to know God loves you. It's great to know he's for you. Let me tell you something. He's with us. He's among us. He gets you. I tell you, it's so hard to be friends with somebody who doesn't get you. So hard to be married to somebody who doesn't get you. So hard to be in relationship with people who don't get you. You need people to get you. 
yeah, get your ups and get your downs and get your quirks and get those things and still love you even though they get you. Oh, I'm so grateful that my wife gets me. I'm so, she's so grateful that, that I get her. Amen. We, we get it. We understand. Any relationship that we have that's close, we're with people that get us. Oh, man. God gets you. He didn't live in a palace with armed guards up on a nice mountain with a great view. That's not why he came. He came to get close to us, to live amongst us. I love the message paraphrase. It's so good. Jesus became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Some folks would say, well, there went the neighborhood. Aren't you glad Jesus moved into the neighborhood? He moved into your neighborhood. He moved in right next door to you. In fact, he moved in with you. Amen. He's in the neighborhood. He's with us. He understands. He gets the drama. He gets all the activity. He gets the pain. He gets the challenges. He gets the ups and downs and the craziness of your neighborhood. Man, he moved in. He didn't say, oh, hey, back off. There's too much drama. No, thank God he came, and he's with us. He's with you in the middle of your mess. He's with you in the middle of all your challenges. That is good news. God meets us right where we are. He came to rescue us from our sin. As we look around the room, man, the one thing I love about International Family Church is I look around the room, and I, I see such a wide range of people. I see every culture and ethnicity in the room, almost 60 different nations. I see age, every age group. I see the generations that are here, four different generations. And, and I, I see so much variety, so much uniqueness. But here's what I know about all of us. And here's the beauty of what brings us all together whether our language is the same, whether our place of origin is the same, whether our, 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 what we do is the same. But there's something so far greater that really makes us so similar. You know what that is? We each have a past, a present, and a future. We could be so unique and so diverse, but yet be the same. You have a past, I have a past. You have a present, I have a present. You have a future, I have a future. Amen. And each of us need to understand this. Let's just quickly understand each of us, we each have a past. And the Bible says we've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. Each one of us have a past we cannot change. But the good news is you can't go back, but God can. You can't change what's already been done. Only God can. Amen. He can walk in those places of failure, walk in those places of regret, and wipe the slate clean and give you a brand new beginning. Amen. That's good news today. Never allow your past to determine your future. All right, do we have a past that's the same? Amen. We all have a past, but we all also have, number two, we all each have a present. Amen. So many people live in full of fear concerning today. Wake up in the morning worrying, all day long anxious, going to bed in such fear and concern of what might be there again the next day. There's a saying I love, and it goes like this. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. Jesus came to be with us. He wants to live us. He wants to help us live in the 
present. He wants you to not live over here or over there, but live today. Amen. We can't dwell in the past and we can't go too far in the future. We need to realize this present moment is God's gift for us. This present moment, fully live it and enjoy the moment of God's gift to us. We can't live in the past. We have to make every effort to live in the now. There's a reason why your windshield is so much bigger than your rearview mirror. Your windshield is so much bigger. Why? Because there's so much more life to live in front of you than there is to live behind you. Amen. And you can't drive forward looking in the rearview mirror. You understand today God's purpose for you, God's plan for you is so wonderful and so vast and so big and so different than maybe what you're even experiencing at this very moment. That's the kind of God we serve. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. You only have the guarantee of the breath you're breathing right now. Amen. And life is so unpredictable. Don't take a minute of it for granted. Every day is a gift from God. Never allow your past or your present to determine your future. And finally, every one of us has a future. Every one of us has a future. So many people live full of dread concerning their future. Right? Imagine every day waking up with regret of the past, anxiety and worry for today, and dread for tomorrow. Some people live that way every day. Regret, worry, dread. Man, it wears on you. Man, it tears you apart. It's hard to focus. It's hard to be present. It's hard to love. It's hard to believe. It's hard to have hope. It's hard to have any kind of peace because we're so bound. And, and, and God never made you that way. God didn't make us that way. We're not supposed to dread our tomorrow. We're supposed to prepare for it. Yes. How do you prepare for your future? By putting your trust in Jesus. Yes. By putting your trust in the Christmas story. Jesus knows the worst of you, yet he believes the best of you. Why? Because he sees not only you as you are, but he sees what you could be if you'll just put your trust in him. Psalm 34 verse 8 puts it in perspective for us. Oh, put God to the test and see how kind he is. See for yourself the way his mercies shower down on all who trust in him. I don't know about you, but I need new mercies every day. How about you? That's why they're brand new every day, because I, I used my allotment up yesterday, right? I need new mercies all over again. And when you put your trust in him, man, the mercy of God and the goodness of God, man, belongs to you. Before you open up one Christmas present, first open up your heart and let the one who was born in a stable in humility, who died on the cross in love, and who rose from the dead in power, enter your heart today. Enter your life today. This is the only one and only decision that can affect all three, past, present, future. Imagine one choice. One choice that you would make that would affect all three that so intimidate us, all three that blow us out of the water, all three that undermine our faith, all three that change our focus, all three that we think, I don't know what to do with all three of these. One choice to put your trust in Jesus. One choice can fix it all. One choice. Man can make it all 
what it needs to be. John 3, 16, 17, my last verse, puts it all in perspective for us. This is how much God loved the world. Listen very carefully. He gave his son, his one and only son. This is why. So that no one needed to be lost. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. Goes on to say, God didn't go through all that trouble to send his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it is or how bad it was. He came to help. He came to put the world right again. You can say, he came to put your world right again. Your world. Your world with all its past, present, and future. Your world with all its challenges and drama and concern. Your world with all the, how do I do this? How do I make it all work? How do I fix this? How do I get my family right? How do I get right? How do I, how, and it's just so overwhelming today. Most people spend their entire lives regretting the past and worrying about the future and wasting today. When Jesus says, I'll forgive your past. I'll secure your future in heaven. And I will give you a meaning and a purpose in life that will bring significance into your life if you'll just put your trust in me. We put our trust in so many things. We put our trust in our investments and we put our trust in people. We put our trust in our education. We put our trust in the government. We put our trust in so many things that, you know, that, that we think is somehow going to produce the desired results and every one of them come up short. Every one of them can't do what only God can do. Many people have never accepted God's gift, this beautiful gift. I'm amazed by, we'll set up all the scenes of Christmas and, and all the trees and all the lights in the windows and all the outdoor decorations and wrap these beautiful presents and put them under the tree and we'll do all that means Christmas and never open the greatest gift, the ultimate gift of love, Jesus. Don't you dare, please don't open any Christmas presents until you open the one that'll bring order to your world the one that will forgive you from your sin, that thing you've been running from, that lifestyle that is driving you crazy, that you seem to have no ability to change, and that one gift, unwrapped. What's that mean? A gift that you open up your heart. There's a door on your heart. There's a knob only on the inside because only you can open that heart. There's no knob on God's side. There's only a knob on your side. God doesn't want you to be a robot. He doesn't want to force anything on you. He wants to say, here I am. It's your choice. Let me order your world. Let me in. And as you open up your heart, he forgives you from your sin and transforms you because that's good news. That's the power of good news. Let's bow our heads, please. Oh, my. What if a beautiful presence of God in this room today? Jesus is here. Yes, he is. The Bible says if you'll lift up Jesus. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men to me. 
You're being drawn to him today. He's walking up and down these aisles. He's a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a forgiver. He loves you today. I want to make sure that there's not one person to sound of my voice in the room or watching us online, the hundreds of you that are watching online today. I want to make sure Jesus lives in your heart. I want to make sure that you have an opportunity to pray a simple prayer that brings forgiveness to your sin, a home in heaven, a right standing with God, and a purpose to live with whatever time we have left on this earth. Thank you, Father. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, not to embarrass you, not to point you out, not to even ask you to come forward. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Why? Because you need by an act of your own will. Say, that's me. I'm ready to do this. I want to do this. No one is forcing me. No one is coercing me. This is a personal decision, and I'm ready to open up my heart and say yes to Jesus. I've never prayed that prayer before. I am ready to do it. I'm ready to start my brand new life, and we're ready to come alongside of you and help you in your spiritual journey. So if that's you today, I want to pray for you. With every eye closed, everybody praying, this is a serious moment. Believers praying with me, thank you. You say, Pastor, pray for me. I need this, Jesus. I'm ready. I want my, my world to be reordered. It's time. It's time for me. I'm going to quit trying to save myself and put my trust in the one who really came to save me. His name is Jesus. If that's you, will you raise your hand nice and high? Let me see who you are today. Put your hand up high. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Yes, I see it. Thank you. Yes, help me out. Yeah, all over. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you up here in the front. Thank you over here in the side. You can put your hand down. Thank you, sir. Over here. Yes, thank you. God bless you. Yes, I see it, ma'am. God bless you. I, yeah, I see you. Who else? Raise it up high. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Good for you, ladies. God bless you. Who else? Raise it up high. Yeah, thank you, sir. Yep, I see it over here. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Who else? Thank you, Jesus. Miracles are happening today. Miracle of salvation. Miracles of new beginning. The miracle of sins forgiven. Brand new start. A Christmas like you've never had before. Anybody else today? We're going to pray. I want you to join me. Those of you that are online, you're part of the service today. I want to come into your home today and pray that prayer with you also. Anybody else? Father. One last look. Yeah, thank you, ushers. Yeah, I see it, sir. Good for you. I love it. Anyone else? Thank you, Father. Let's stand to our feet this morning. And as you stand to your feet, will you raise those hands towards heaven if you can and just thank God for his love today. Come on, will you do that? Say, thank you, Father, for loving me. Thank you that you're with me. Thank you that you're for me. Will you thank him today? Will you thank you for a better understanding of the Christmas story, that it's fresh and alive, and you're not going to allow it to be commercialized. You're not going to allow it to be familiar. You're not going to allow it to be some past history, but it's present and alive in youth. And thank you, Jesus, for good news today. Will you thank him today? Thank you, Father. Thank you for loving me. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Now we're going to pray. All of us are going to pray. For those of you who raised your hand to give your life to Christ, for those of you that are far from God, you're going to pray this prayer. You're going to open up your heart back to God. He hasn't turned his back on you. He's for you. He cares about you today. Yeah, we're going to pray for your sins to be forgiven. We're going to pray as you receive eternal life today. But I want you to also believe as we pray, healing belongs to you today. There's actually a healing anointing in here right now. He wants to heal you, not just your mind and your soul. He wants to heal that part of your body that's not working right. That part of your body that you got a bad, a bad doctor's report. And what better time to receive a gift? Jesus just didn't come to save you. He came to heal you. He came to deliver you. He came to set you free in every area of your mind and your body. He loves you today. He's a healer. There's a healer in the house today. Jesus is here to heal and to deliver and to help you in the name of Jesus. If you can, will you put your hand on that part of your body that might not be working like the Bible says it should be working or what the doctor says? Could you please put your hand on that place right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, your healing virtue is in the room today. We know that we know you're our healer. You just don't save us from our sins. You heal us from all of our diseases. You are a healer. And I declare healing in the house right now in Jesus' name. I rebuke sickness and disease. And I take authority over sickness and disease. And I command it now to be... I curse it from its roots. Die, disease. Die, cancer. Die, diabetes. Die, disease that makes joints not to work and minds not to work right in loss of memory. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed right now. Let healing virtue flow through your body and bring victory into your body right now in the name of Jesus. That's how much God loves you. He wants you whole. He wants you well. From the top of your head, to the soles of your feet. Be healed in Jesus' name. Now receive that healing. Take it as yours and begin to thank Him. You're the healed of the Lord. Come on. Begin to thank Him. Yeah, I believe I receive that, Lord. I receive healing in Jesus' name. I receive healing in my body. I receive healing in my mind. I receive healing in my brain. I receive healing in my soul. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Now, those of you that are opening up your heart to Jesus for the very first time, let's pray this prayer together. We're going to all join you as one big family because we are so excited for you. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, here's my heart. It's the real me. You know everything about me but you still love me. Forgive me for my sin. I denounce my past. I want to live for you. I declare you as my Lord. And I surrender under your Lordship. 
I'll let you rule. You're the boss. I will follow you. I receive by faith forgiveness, salvation, eternal life. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Oh, come on, give him praise today. Thank you for his goodness. Thank you, Father. <laughs> oh, you're so awesome and so good. Thanks for listening. To stay connected, check out intlfamilychurch.com or follow us on Instagram. Our mission at International Family Church is to help you know God for yourself, to find freedom in your life, to discover your God-given purpose, and help you make a difference in the lives of those around you. One of the easiest ways you can help us do that is simply by sharing this podcast and connecting with us online. You can do so by subscribing, leaving a review on iTunes, or sharing it with your friends on Facebook. Thanks again for listening.